today's episode is about me. What you might think about me, what others think about me, and about what I think about me. It's one of my favorite subjects. And for those of you new to this podcast, I am Tim Foss. This is Nonsensitivity. I talk about nonsense, but I am sensitive, so be gentle. Rate this as a five-star podcast, or as my son says, you're a good dad. Four out of five. If someone starts a sentence with, there are two kinds of people in the world, you can expect them to follow it with a pretty banal point about what makes them better. Any of us who decide to open a sentence this way are really saying, there are two kinds of people in this world, me and everyone else. People who love Mr. Rogers and everyone else. People who love cilantro or improv or Star Trek are my favorite. People who think in binaries and people who do not. I do not. So you don't want to hear me fill in my final bit of this sentence. I don't blame you. Well, maybe I won't. Not yet. Just trust me. In this case, there really are just two kinds. And it matters to you. To everyone. In fact, it's the reason most marriages are torn to pieces. It is so decisive, it might keep a marriage from even happening in the first place. And if marriage isn't your concern, then it might be the reason it's not your concern. It might be the reason, in a deep, unconscious Freudian way, that you hate all relationships, that you hate people. So depending on which side of the equation you might fall, you might not hear the rest of this story, or care to hear it. But I offer you this. It's not an opinion. It is tenacious. You simply are or you are not. There are two kinds of people in this world. Here goes. Parents and not parents. If you haven't figured it out, I am a parent. And right now, I'm homeschooling constantly. And to me, this is kind of exciting. I think of parenting in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways that are flawed, I realize. I think of parenting as teaching. So after a week of this, after gardening, navigating, technology, taking walks, making meals together, working through fights and anxiety, I asked my daughter, who's six, what she thought of my teaching skills. I feel like... At the end of this week, we're getting a little more used to homeschooling, don't you? Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Not good. You still don't like it? Yeah. Why? Because you don't know what, like, you're really bad at teaching. I'm really bad at it? Yeah, but you guys are, because you really are, like, pretty easygoing. And uh, your teacher drives you a little more? No, well, it's kind of like you don't really know how to teach, so it's kind of annoying. (laughs) No matter how convinced I am that I'm a good parent, or that someone else might be a bad parent, or if someone thinks I'm a bad parent and I get pissed at them, I realize in moments like this, there is only one kind of person. People that have struggled with parents. Part one, parent schooling. Parents who think they're teaching their children something, only to find they're not. That if there's something being learned, it's the parent that's learning. My first week home, I built my daughter. 
my first week home, I built my daughter a clubhouse. A real clubhouse, completely from scratch. We used the salvageable boards from a rotten picnic table and a bunch of two-by-fours lying around, combined with some big railroad ties and the shingles left by the previous owner in the garage. She held a clipboard and made checklists, and when I took measurements, she wrote them down. She even learned how to write one half. In the middle of this, my dad broke the quarantine to help me. He just couldn't resist. So much of my childhood was him teaching me how to make things out of wood. When he arrived, we had a few exchanges at first from six feet away, and then eventually we were just elbow to elbow till the thing was done. I, got, I, I had a piece of wood in there. I figured you wouldn't be able to come here without fixing that. I shimmed, yeah. I shimmed out. Yeah, this one I'll do right now. I should say, it actually was done until my dad came and looked at it. I mean, I admit it was pretty wonky, but it was a clubhouse. You can hear him here talking like I'd barely started. Kind of undone. Yeah. And the beauty of this binary, though, the thing that softens its potential to keep us apart as humans, is that we all had parents. Or we had parents. We may love them, fear them. We might resent them. We might honor them. Or maybe the most dangerous, we could worship them. Had I not become a parent, I might still be fixated, perhaps like you are, perhaps not, on everything my parents did wrong. I was, like, I was until I became a parent at 35. But that's a lot of time. Now I just think, all right, this is the journey. These are the people that I come from. They didn't get to choose their parents either. We didn't get to choose whether it was scotch and soda. We didn't get to choose whether it was Copenhagen tobacco that my grandfather sold, or if my grandfather on the other side was going to make machine parts, or be a clock collector. We didn't get to choose whether my grandmother fell asleep with beer bottles at the side of her bed, or that she would smoke, or that my dad had to grow up in a household where there was smoke, or that my grandfather made bacon and then made eggs in the bacon grease. To be fair to my father and his teaching impulse, here's my father-in-law, FaceTime streaming with my son. He's listening to the presentation about the moon that my son made for a quote-unquote um, homeschool project that we kind of made. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Is there really green cheese on the moon? My father-in-law is charming and charismatic, and when he plays grandpa with the kids, he does this thing where he pretends to be ignorant about something so the kids think they're brilliant, and then he'll turn to me and give me a wink. Is there really green cheese on the moon? No. That's, That's a, just a, a common myth. That's a myth, I see, okay. We'd been uh, lately watching Mo Willems, the Dr. Seuss of our day. And really, he is, he's brilliant. If you've never read a, a Mo Willems book, if you've never read a Mo Willems book, just go get one, go read one. And now during quarantine, uh, Mo Willems is streaming drawing lessons free. And he's just as sweet and attentive as Fred Rogers. And he teaches everybody how to draw his drawings. Here's a clip of that. I want to draw some of those fun characters that Mo Willems drew. Apparently Mo Willems. Like, I have a little bit of a crush on Mo Willems. Don't you think? Crush? Yeah, I mean, 
He's Mo Willems. Maybe an envy? Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes more sense. He basically has the best hair in the world, the best job, and a lot of talent to go with it. And so this led to this moment where my daughter and I decided to make some drawings, and, and we were going to hang them on the fence for neighbors um, to take, since we thought it could brighten their day, you know, during the quarantine. There's a lot of people walking. And I was getting a little too into it, you know. Don't get too f- fall in love with your drawing because it is going to have to go. True. No, Eli's is not, but... Eli's can if he wants it to. That's advice we all need. But I couldn't leave it there. I knew the tape was rolling, so I push. So, what would you say we're doing right now? What do you think our... Doodling! Like, what are we trying to do by putting these on the fence for people to take? Making them happy. Making them happy? Think it's gonna work? Maybe. How would we know? Like, when will we know if it worked? Well, you might not ever know. And you're okay with that? Yeah. Yeah? You? That's a good question. I think so. Is that enough for me? making people happy. Apparently not. The punchline of of the whole afternoon was that we never hung the art on the fence. My wife enters later, and first she finally just says how beautiful the drawings are. Duh. Oh, that's beautiful. So nothing's free yet. You guys, these are wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks. I was gonna say that. Then we slowly bypass you know, as a team, the whole problem of hanging the drawings at all. Because there's nothing out there. Yeah. We don't have a bunch of binder clips, which would be handy. I noticed Christy had a lot of binder clips. String. Or like tacks. Do we have a bunch of push pins? Our hole punch is tiny. Do we have any, um... We don't have a regular size hole punch. No, we don't. What about what about the idea of pins? Where we could yeah, where we could staple them. Yeah. Papa, we gotta take them all at once. Take them all at once. Oh, you know, the, morning, oh, you know the dew might be a problem, Adela. What? The dew might be a problem. Why don't we do this first thing in the morning? Okay. She didn't even get to hang them up in the end. I mean, obviously I'm not a good teacher. Who does that? And I'm still here, like my father-in-law, a generation ago. In a certain way, I'm doing the same thing. Trying to play peekaboo with my kids until they think I'm wise. Let me ask you something. Yeah. You know, they, I've I've heard of this thing called a um, lunar eclipse. Yes, thank you, thank you. A lunar. Oh, is that coming? Are we getting to that? No, I didn't actually cl- include that. Do you want to know about that? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what a lunar oh. eclipse is? Yeah. Do you? No, I want you to tell me. Okay. This is the dilemma of trying to be a teacher. Maybe really, what we're trying to do. It's just always learn.